Inverse Genius episode 20, More Than Meets the Eye. In this episode, Donald Dennis is joined by Flip Flory and John Manis to give a very comprehensive coverage of the Transformers. The toys, the cartoons, the movies, the whole area, even some GoBots. Hey, you can support the Inverse Genius podcast by heading on over to patreon.com slash obg. Everything there goes to cover the monthly podcasting costs, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome to an episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast, the game where we get to talk about stuff that isn't game-related. I know. Surprise, surprise. I'm Donald Dennis. You can find me wandering the wilds of the internet as Walsfio. But, you know, you're really not here to hear me today. Instead, we have two folks who gush over at the mere thought of the bounty that is Transformers. Today, first, I'm going to bring on um, the man who's a party everywhere he goes, Mr. Flip Flory. Well, hello there. Hi, I didn't know if Mr. was the appropriate or or if we if there was a clownishness title I should have put ahead of that. Uh well basically it's Chief Silly Head or Main Idiot, I prefer. But no, Mr. works pretty well. Okay. All right. Well excellent, as long as that's good. So Flip, if you would let if you would let our listeners know real quick where you can be found in Internet Landia, that would be a wonderful thing. Well, I am the host and producer of Flip Flory Super Saturday Board Game Serial, a new podcast. Hooray! Um, also just inducted into the Dice Tower Network, as a matter of fact. Um, and, oh, uh, we just left the Dice Tower Network. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, but that's a different podcast. That's Never okay. Mind. You keep going. <laughs> and you can find me, um, you can find me at boardgameserial.com and on the Twitters and the Facebooks and, uh, yeah. And you can find my podcast anywhere where podcasts are sold. So when you go to the podcast store, pick up an episode. Yes. Cheap at twice the price. <laughs> and speaking of cheap at twice the price, let's bring on John Manus. Wait a minute. John. I'm cheap? John. You're saying I'm cheap? <laughs> at twice the price. Oh, hey. Okay. 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 Hmm. Interesting. If you would let our listeners know where you are on the internet, that would be marvelous. <laughs> well, um, I am the host, producer, and probably a bunch of other stuff for the Swarmcast podcast which you can find at swarmcastpodcast.com. And you can usually find me on Twitter um, as at CobaltDude. Um, and I think I have a BGG handle under that same name, but... Um, no, we don't need to worry about that. That's, that's not important. This is not a gaming that's podcast. That's fine, because I don't, I don't think this I really worth- use it that much. So <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, <clears throat> but that, that's all right. So... Um, so Flip is talking on his show, uh, the Saturday morning breakfasts. Wait, Flip, what's that again? It's Flip Flory Super Saturday board game cereal. Board game cereal. All right, which is hilarious, <laughs> um, and it is basically one giant non sequitur for board gaming, right? Yeah, it's pretty much. I, I describe it as one half Mister Rogers, one half UHF, one half Doctor Demento, all board games. Um, that makes perfect sense, yeah, actually. Exactly. And then John's show is sort of runs the gamut, gamut of gaming uh, with a, uh, a healthy dose of role-playing games as well. So listeners, go check those out. Details in the show notes and whatnot. But that's not why we're here. We are here to not talk further about gaming. We are here instead to talk about your love of things that turn into other things. 
like um, sandwiches that turn into lunch? <laughs> no, that's actually it doesn't oh, turn into something that, else. <laughs> so ice that turn into cubes? A donut no. hole that turns into a munchkin? Mm. All right, I'm Giant done. You guys rocks. talk. I'm going to go eat. Okay, I was going to say rocks that turn into <laughs> smaller rocks? <laughs> smaller rocks. No, no, something that might, in fact, transform. Oh, that's right. I remember those. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So we're not going to talk about before the dark times of Michael Bay. Yeah, I was going to say, but yes. we're not here to talk about um, GoBots. We're here to talk about Transformers. Yes, we are. <laughs> I know GoBots. Every time I hear GoBots, I think GoGurt. <laughs> well, you couldn't be well, further from. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Let's set the stage here. We go back to when? What the 80s yes. or the 90s? Oh, the early the, uh, the 80s. Yep, like 80s, 80, definitely 83, 84, somewhere around there. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's right here in the show notes that I wrote that I completely forgot. <laughs> um, show yeah, notes. So back, back to the eighties. Uh, back back when I was in high school. Gosh, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the FCC what relaxed the rules on what you could put on television as advertisements for for toys, and uh, and and then Transformers were born. Tis true, and I'm glad they did, because it really changed the face of Saturday morning cartoons and uh, selling to kids, basically. And so what, what are Transformers? Somebody to give me, what is, how would you explain Transformers to somebody who has been asleep since like 1970? <laughs> well, the easy Do way I... to explain it would be it's a robot that turns into some other form. Sometimes other robots. Sometimes That's other true. robots. I would say they're robots in disguise, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, so for somebody that's been living under a rock lord for their entire life, um, yeah, I'd say a it's a it's a robot that turns into a car and, or a plane or a tank or whatever, and uh, and, and back again, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and the reason right, it pretty much started as vehicles, and then it got bigger and bigger. Yes, it did definitely, but it started out as vehicles and. They were super cool, and I remember getting the, you know, the circulars and the inserts in the newspaper, and seeing the advertisements from Toys R Us and stuff like that. To, and, and I just drooled over them. <laughs> See, you say they started as, and so they were. Well, you say they started as vehicles, but that's not necessarily true because um, quite a few Ooh. of them were, uh, like a. There was one that was a tape cassette recorder and a and a yep. and, and a gun. That's right, a gun. Yes, that's true. They had. Uh, well, our listeners love it when I'm told I'm wrong. So good on you. Good <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, back in the original era of Transformers, like they they dabbled with creating animals. Like uh, Predaking was was a um, was six animals, I believe. Five, mm-hmm. five. I can't believe five. I can't remember this. But um, yeah, and uh, those animals were just chunky and just didn't look so cool. But the character himself was so awesome. Predaking was my favorite. I know everybody loves uh, Devastator and the Constructicons because he was the first Gestalt. But Predaking is my <laughs> jam as far as Gestalts go because I, I never really was a big fan of Devastator. Well, okay. I have a vague memory of a jet-powered pterodactyl. Is that a thing? Well, that was one of the oh, that's a Dinobot. Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't okay. until most recently that the Dinobots actually combine into one giant robot that 
Yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, that's something I've been waiting for with bated breath for <laughs> decades. And as soon as, nice. as soon as I saw that online, I'm like, I don't care how much it costs. I'm getting that. Um, <laughs> Take my money. But, but what was your sort of introduction? If you remember to Transformers? Well, I got to say that, you know, Transformers, the introduction was obviously the TV show on Saturday mornings. And, uh, and I remember that, my next door neighbor, Matt Higgins, had a bunch of Transformers, um, and he had Predaking actually, which I, which I coveted greatly. Um, and I managed to get some Transformers for uh, Christmas and stuff. But the first Transformer I ever bought with my own money was Blur from the um, from the movie, oh, wow. the uh, the original Transformers movie. And so he holds a special place in my heart because he was the first one I bought with my own money. And, um, yeah, but I fell in love with the triple changers cause they didn't change into just one vehicle, but they changed into two. And how cool is that? <laughs> Imagine how tough that was to make before <laughs> CAD programs were oh, yeah, really? so huh. easy to use comparatively speaking, uh. not saying they're easy now, but yeah. Have you had to make this out of clay and then reconstruct it a hundred <laughs> times before you got it right? That one sucked. Yeah, but one of the uh, the the next Transformers that I bought was Springer, who is the uh, he's oh, my favorite yeah. Transformer. He's my favorite character. He transforms into a car and a helicopter, and he was in the movie, and he had a sword, which means he has class. You know, he just doesn't shoot everything. <laughs> he takes things on with his helicopter blades, which turn into a sword, and. He was rumored to be the boyfriend of RC, so I don't know if that was true or not. But uh, I like to think of that way. Think I, I would like I, to think I that's think, true. I think it's time to issue our our spoiler notice that uh, you know if you're worried about spoilers for movies older, relatively new, that uh, <laughs> that this may not be the show for you because we're going to dig deep. Oh, and wow. We're going to dig hard. Boy, boy are we. Um, so. So, uh, now, so my what was your went, first experience, John? Yeah, I was gonna say my my first um, experience with it was definitely the cartoon. That that's definitely what really sold me on that. And then I very soon after that I got into the comic book, the Marvel comic book, which the Marvel comic book was the was actually what they first um, what was it Hasbro what they first um, got for the series. So the comic book had been coming out. Um, several issues before the the cartoon actually came out. So mm -hmm. when I got into the comic book, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is issue like five or something like this. What's what's going on?" So I had to go and and it took a long time to find those first four issues. Um, but mostly for me, it was the the comic. the The cartoon was 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 cool, but the comic was just was a lot more bizarre and unusual. Um, now the first. The first Transformer toy I ever had was Cliff Jumper. Um, now, I don't know if Flip, if you can speak to this experience, but there was an interesting thing with the Cliff Jumper action figure and the Bumblebee action mm -hmm. figure because yes. both of them transformed the same and had the same general shape. Bumblebee was yep. obviously a Volkswagen. And Cliff Jumper yep. was some sort of sports car thing, but for whatever reason, they they kept the the toys occasionally would be um, in the cartoon terms would be palette swapped. So Cliff Jumper was supposed to be red, and Bumblebee is yellow. So the first Cliff Jumper I have, and I still have them, is yellow. And I had a red Ooh. Bumblebee at one point, 
And then I, oh, and nice. I had a yellow bumblebee at one point. Um, and I, and only just recently do when, as in within the past 10 or so years, did I actually get a red cliff jumper. So, yeah, but my, my first transformer was the yellow cliff jumper. So the mist colored cliff jumper. So are the, are the off colored ones worth like a lot more to collectors or, or do we know? I don't think they I re- are. Yeah, I really don't know. I really haven't delved so much into that. I used to be friends with um, some guys that used to go to BotCon every year. And this is like almost like pre-internet days. They had, I think Hasbro has actually taken over the con now. But there used to be a Transformers-only convention. And they would travel to those things. And uh, yeah, I think... The Transformers market is kind of in flux, I I would say. I mean, I can't really speak on it because I'm not super educated on it. But I know when they started doing reprints and people could do their own stuff and the the scene exploded, um, I think those, like, one-offs and those misprints were uh, not as valuable anymore. Yeah. But I I don't know. Well, I want to say that the the red bumblebee is probably the one that's the most more rare of those misprints. So it's probably the one mm-hmm. that probably has the most, the yellow cliff jumper. Did they ever palette swap them in the show as well? Or was it just for the, for the, well, toys? now you're getting into some, uh, heavy duty transformer controversy there, or, or as we <laughs> call it, the, uh, the controversy of is, is frenzy blue and rumble red or is rumble blue and frenzy <laughs> red. That sounds like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Transformers. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> oh, so just for our listeners, I'm the one who knows the least about the topic, which is why I brought on two entertaining experts to talk about it. <clears throat> My only... Okay, so I'm sure I watched Transformers before the movie came out, but not what one might call regularly, mm-hmm. um, because you didn't want to get it, you know, have it get in the way of Wild Wild West reruns or, or what have you. But when I was working in a movie theater... And I guess 1986 or whenever the movie came out. 85. I remember walking into the theater um, <laughs> and seeing all of these Transformers hanging by robot gimbals or whatever and being dumped into basically a big death machine. What? <laughs> I and hate that is when I decided like that. The, the Transformers were cool. Right then. <laughs> like, they are murdering everyone. I love this uh, show. Yeah. I mean, and that—that's that, the, the movie. Like, didn't I? I still remember seeing the commercial for the first oh, time yeah. on my my floor style TV in my parents' house. You know, and seeing <laughs> Optimus doing his leap in the air. You know, to and and it just—I was like, man, I've got to see this film. And that film did not pull any punches. I mean, it starts off with robots dying you know i mean it's it is a big punch really. oh yeah yeah it was crazy and mm-hmm. um and, and the art quality wasn't significantly better than the television show which i thought was odd at the time actually, I think actually the art yeah the art in that in the animated film is much better than in the actual cartoon um i can oh, i can it? definitely vouch for this because i just finished watching at least one episode right before recording this from the uh <laughs> and, I, and i was like oh man i think this is probably the worst episode i've seen of the tv series and i don't remember it being this bad oh yeah there were some bad ones oh um, yeah but so but I, that, that I, movie I... go ahead john Oh, I was gonna say we yeah let's we'll, I think we we will talk we should talk about the 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 TV series and then kind of work our mm-hmm. way into the movie. 
Pers- personally, or we'll come back. Uh, to we that can then. we can definitely uh, good call. We can give our initial. So the TV show, what was exciting about it? Why was it great? Why does it still stand when so many other shows, even shows that had you know toys made off of them, have sort of faded into the background? Well, I heard an analogy not too long ago. They said that the Transformers cartoon show was like the Star Trek of cartoons. And what they meant by that is is that it has a lore, it's got a history, it's got an expansive universe, and it's got a fandom. And that is absolutely true. And that's the that's the thing I loved about the show is because even as a kid, I loved stories that showed a wider universe and showed stories that focused on one Transformer or the or their home planet of Cybertron. It really opened up the doors for imagination, and I still love that stuff today. So that I think that's why that show – and I love robots in general, basically. So um, Mega Man is another passion of mine. So, uh, yeah, robots are pretty Ooh. cool, and you combine that with a really cool series, and you've sold that. 10-year-old kid. Yeah, I, I'd never heard of it compared to Star Trek before, but that's actually not too not too bad of a comparison right there. Um, yeah, and I and I think up until that the cart the, the cartoon came out, we would have what you had some shows that maybe had one giant robot, but it was but it was not a um, necessarily a uh, like an AI or anything like that. It was usually controlled by some some little kid with a wristwatch or something. And yeah. so now we get this show where it's well, a bunch of robots and they're all, you know, sentient beings and, and they're shooting each other with, with lasers. So it's free. So it's freaking <laughs> awesome. You know? So were you all familiar with Microman or Diaclone at all? Not at all. Actually. I, I never knew about that stuff until the rise of the internet. Pretty much. Um, it was just transformers were transformers and that's all I cared about. Oh, so as far as Microman goes, Microman I was familiar with because, um, gosh, I can't remember. It was called something slightly different here in the U.S., I want to say. The Microverse. Microverse. Yeah. So I was very familiar with that and, you know, all the little tiny bits that you could break off these metal and plastic figures and easily swallow as a a small kid. It was delicious. (laughs) I mean, delightful. (laughs) But, um, But oddly enough... Before they actually grabbed those toys to try to make their Transformer stuff, the original concept in Japan was was to make a series of um, like lighters, uh, like Bic light, not well, not Bic lighters, but like Zippos and stuff that could that mm-hmm. could turn into robots, and that was meant to be geared and marketed towards adults. So wrap your heads around yeah. that. Oh, uh, you'd be that's exciting. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I was just. I, I was I I was just listening to a podcast about silly putty, and they were taught that was geared towards adult, like uh, right. that was geared towards adults. Yeah, because they 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 sold it as a stress relieving tool back in the fifties, kind of like a stress ball type thing, where you could come mm-hmm. home from work and you could copy the newspaper and stretch it, and and then of course kids get I grabbed a hold of it, and that's the way it went. Well, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you judged it on how long until it settled into the carpet and was unusable, <laughs> then it really is more of an adult toy. <laughs> but yeah, you'd be. Some- but otherwise, I don't think that's true. Yeah, and and that's another thing with um, Transformers. If you look at the stuff from overseas, like or from Japan, or the cartoons over there are different and mm-hmm. crazier. And I do have. Um, 
part of my collection is just J- Japanese transformers, and they are so, they're, they're odd in certain yeah. ways. Um, but they're they they had a robot, they had a dinosaur combiner uh, years ago, um, and it was it was not as cool as I'm sure the new Dinobot one will be, but. Um, I have one that's a raccoon. He comes with a bottle of sake and a wallet <laughs> that he just stole. And oh, he has a clock awesome. embedded in his chest. How can I get one of those? Where, where's that? What's it called? It's, uh, just look on um, the thing called the internets and you probably will find it. <laughs> Transforming raccoon. Gotcha. Transforming raccoon. Wow. Um, that search couldn't go wrong at all. Yeah, but oh it's God. like, but they also have, there's like Optimus Prime is like a woolly mammoth. In one of their series, and I have the Woolly Mammoth Optimus Prime, and he just looks so cool. And also, they originally came out with the evil Optimus Prime in Japan, which I paid stupid amounts Ooh. of money before they brought him to America for much cheaper. But uh, yeah, evil Optimus Prime, how could you not have that in your collection? <laughs> that sounds exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's all black. He looks like a trailer. He has a silver oil tanker that fires red discs. And um, yeah. Does, he have, a, the, does uh, he have the big crack over one of his uh, windshields or is that just in the... No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I think he has Autobot symbols on his shoulders, but they're upside down. This is evil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> so speak, speaking, and, uh, of, speaking of that... I just recently, because I was looking for the new Powers of the Prime figures in my stores, mm-hmm. and I found there's a, it's like Rodimus Prime, but it's like Nemesis Rodimus Prime or something like that. <sighs> so it's the evil Rodimus Prime. So he's Rodimus Prime, but he's purple, and they gave him a goatee so that you know he's evil. Whoa. Okay, you know what? That's why I wear a goatee. Okay, so <laughs> I got to get into something. I hate Hot Rod. I hate Rodimus Prime. <laughs> because I know we're going to talk about the show, but we're going to the movie now. That's fine. We all know. We all know that Hot Rod got Optimus killed because he blocked his shot to Megatron. Then Megatron grabs him and then pumps Optimus full of laser fire and kills him. Um, yeah. I, I, and then, then he comes on. Then he becomes the leader of the Autobots. And I always, I still to this day, I do not like Hot Rod. He became the leader of the Autobots for like a year. Yeah. But it was much too long. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, I mean, and I, I, um, yeah, he just, so Rodimus Prime, in in all his incarnations, I have never cared for him. This sounds like a deep-seated psychological problem you have with the character. Well, I mean, you got Optimus Prime. He's a truck. He's got a... He's got a portable battle station in his trailer. What does Rodimus turn into? He turns into like a car that's almost like a small Winnebago on steroids with flames. I mean, that's not cool. So, I'm sorry. Rodimus is... Yeah, but Winnebago's are great for the zombie apocalypse. Oh, man. If they had a Winnebago... probably a different show. Yeah, if they had a Winnebago Transformer, I would totally get that, though. <laughs> okay, so, hmm. so since we're kind of jumping over to the movie, and I'm fine with this, because now I got to know... Do you think okay. Ultra Magnus should have should have gotten the uh, the Matrix of Leadership? Do you think that or or whatever they were calling it in the movie? Do you think that would have? You think that would have been been the way to go? Ultra, well, I mean, Ultra Magnus. I mean, he's really cool. Um, but it's almost like he was too groomed for it already. I think it would be kind of cool if they went to another character. 
that didn't get Optimus killed. Um, I, I do like the storyline <laughs> where the unlikely character gets the matrix of leadership and doesn't think he's worthy and all that stuff. But yeah, and you could you could then have that story where they eventually prove worthy. Yeah, or they decide, oh, I'm not worthy, so I'm going to pass it off to this other dude who looks worthy. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got yeah. a, a rich a rich field to mine or plow or whatever we're doing. Because <laughs> I think actually I think Springer, Springer of course, Springer I, I, sh- Springer should have got the Matrix of Leadership. You would say that that's your favorite uh, figure. It is. <laughs> I can't help it. Interesting. Well, I mean, well, okay. See, so, Ultra Magnus though, if you take off, you take off his head. That's Optimus Prime right underneath there. He's a white Optimus Prime. I mean, but then right. he's got all the exo armor and everything. So it almost too much, <laughs> seems too much like a gimme just to give it to him because it's like, oh, <laughs> Optimus was a truck. You're a truck. Here you go. But um, yeah, <laughs> I think Springer Prime has a very nice ring to it. I, I totally want to draw this up now and figure this out. <laughs> See, I think Grimlock. So he was but, called Prime know. because he was the leader. Yes. Yeah, originally Orion Pax, and then he became mm-hmm. Optimus Prime. But And that's another thing with the TV show, especially after the movie came out. They yeah. delved into the mythology of Cybertron in the past and, um, and all of that. And Unicron, man, how uh-huh. is Unicron not super cool? I mean, voiced okay, so, by Orson Welles. But, yeah, that was like his last role, I think, before he passed away. I think he yeah. passed away... While they were recording his his bits, if I'm, I mean, not in the not in and the. He studio. thought it was the dumbest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, and that the, the cast of characters, the voice actors in that movie. I mean, you have Eric Idle, you've got oh, Leonard, Le- Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Yep. Um, it's you've just, got classic uh, uh, classic Transformer alumni like um, what's his face, uh, Scatman Carruthers. Uh, well, only until he dies, uh, right? Yeah. And Casey Kasem, um, they somehow yep. got him back to do Cliff Jumper's voice in that. Hmm. Yep. And it's just in in like that. Sh- the, the movie introduced a lot of new characters, you know. And obviously, it was to sell toys, but who cares? And really? they quickly murdered them all. Exactly. Well, I mean, Cup was always interesting well. to me because he was an old man transformer, and I'm like, he's a robot. How can he be an old man transformer? <laughs> and, and I remember, I remember looking at his toy. I bought his toy, and I was like, "Okay, it's made of metal. That's kind of cool." But what is he really? And I eventually, after research, um, found out that he was like a Cybertronian pickup truck. That was his gimmick. Yeah. Okay. Because um, his 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 form was just a little weird. I had no idea what he was. But it, after a little bit of thought, it made sense. I kind of figured he was like a retro futuristic version of like an El Camino. Yeah. And then you have Wheelie, the small little car. Um, I hate Wheelie. I, you know what? I like <laughs> Wheelie. I know a lot of people hate Wheelie, but he was the first official Transformer that was officially a child Transformer. And um, he was one of the small ones that I had one of the first small ones that I bought and I could carry it in my jacket pocket everywhere I went <laughs> and and nobody, you know, like I had a transformer on me at all times and uh, it was just cool. I mean, I have a soft spot for Wheelie. I know like, people hate him and I can understand it, but um, yeah, I have a soft spot for Wheelie. <laughs> okay. So I, I can't imagine that, that <clears throat> excuse me, I can't imagine that people who've lasted with us this long don't already know, but what was the primary conflict 
of the, that sort of spurred on the whole Transformers series and movie and so on. Oh, I get this. The quest. See, the Autobots, they fight their, the Autobots, they fight their battle to um, defeat the evil forces of the Decepticons. <laughs> Who may or may not be a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no hate language on this show. Um, but <laughs> no, I just meant from the so, meme. Yeah. All right. So, so the, we're not in Star. We're not in Battlestar Galactica mode. <laughs> so, so the 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 conflict uh, depends on if you're going by the. In some ways, it depends on if you're going by the TV show or the or the Marvel comic. Um, but ultimately, it came down to the conflict over um, Energon, their their source of power in many ways. Yes. The Decepticons wanted to hmm. basically strip mine Earth and whatever planet they, they kind of went to for the Energon. And the Autobots, their whole thing was, no, there's sentient life on this planet. Uh, we have to defend it. We cannot let you know their needs for Energon, which is the same thing we need, just you know, destroy this, the indigenous life, life forms on this planet. Yes. That is true. Hmm. The, the quest for Energon. And um, yeah, and they just, you know, they're always at, uh, at battling about it and, you know, having other side adventures and things like that. But, and now, and you, there were other Transformer planets as well besides Cybertron. I, I can't remember. I know they actually went to one other planet that was like populated by Transformers. Um, oh, I can't remember it now. Well, but I know like I said, you know. Yeah, I know all their moons were, um, they had colonized and populated all, all of their moons. But I think mm-hmm. one of the more obvious ones would be the planet Junkion. As yes. That, we, that gets introduced in the movies. Uh, you mentioned, With Rekgar. Right, I was going to say, you mentioned Eric Idle. He did the voice of, yep. of Rekgar. Yep. And actually, uh, there was a newer version of Rekgar that came out as a garbage truck. And he's one of my favorite oh. newer Transformers, I'd so, say. Yeah, I mean, he's... Oh, so, yeah. So what's interesting about that is Eric Idle does the voice of Rekgar in the movie. And the big battle sequence with uh, the Junkions is done to the song um, Dare to be Stupid by Weird Al. And then the... Yep. And then the the Rekgar you're talking about that turns into a garbage truck and the cartoon yep. he was in, he was voiced by Weird Al. Yes. I actually looked that up the other day and that's, uh, yeah, that's just so cool. You know, <laughs> hmm. it all comes together. Just like but, a combiner. Uh, like it or not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, yeah. So how often do you think that the choice of your favorite has to do with either their misdeeds a la Hot Rod versus the who voices them? Versus the what shapes they take on. Actually, I have no idea who voiced Springer, but um, like I, I, I loved all of the, uh, the the triple changers, like Blitzwing, just so cool. A jet and a tank. I and mean, tank. how does it and not get cooler? Than, yeah, I mean that's just, and he's so cool in the movie where he comes swooping in and he transforms mm-hmm. like in midair, and um, and then you had Six Shot who transformed into six different things. I mean. Kind of had to use your imagination on a couple of them, but uh, yeah, it was. Like, but no, actually, I have a six shot, and he's not bad. I mean, he transforms into a a jet, a gun, a car, a lion, a robot, and one other thing. Um, I mean, a boat, I think. Um, so, so when you're looking at any of those, do you think, aha, this is not a good one of those, or do they all look like good versions of whatever they're supposed to be? I think. Yeah, the car, you might have to use a little bit of, you know, be a little forgiving. Um, but for the day that they were designed, 
some poor designer, you know, had to come up with this idea and put it together or some brainiac. And uh, they're, they're pretty, pretty rad. Um, but as, as, as the show evolved and the comic book evolved, I, I had a feeling that they kind of like almost ran out of ideas because then they got into stuff like the headmasters and the target masters and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember at that point, I was like, really? A robot for a head? That's your gimmick? Um, oh, man. What, see, what, I love the headmaster yeah. stuff. I love the headmasters. <laughs> I didn't care too much. Well, I, you the... really, or are you being sarcastic at it? No, I really, really, really. That, that was... When that when that limited series came out for the Marvel comics, the Headmasters, I I dug into that. That's I had been out of the Transformers comic for a while, and that's kind of what brought me yeah. back into that series. Now I didn't really care about the Target Masters too much, but um, I think when you're talking about how kind of crazy those were, you're forgetting about yeah. the Pretenders. I actually have the, some of the pretenders because they are just so ridiculous that I had to have them. I um, have at least one yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got, a, I've got two or three, I think. Um, but those are hard to track down. But they are just so ridiculous <laughs> that. Uh, and for the listening audience, a pretender is um, imagine a He-Man action figure, and <laughs> then you can just kind of. Pop open the He-Man action figure, like almost like a nesting doll type thing. Like he just his front pops off, mm-hmm. and inside there's a robot, and that robot transforms into a small car or jet. Um, yeah, basically, or at least, I don't at know least the, what they they want you to believe it's a small car or a jet. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I don't. I I knew the story of the Pretenders at one time, but for some reason they had to have a a meat sack disguise of some sort. I don't know what it was. Well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was a better explanation in the cartoon, but in the comics, it was just, it was just <laughs> stupid. It was, well, yeah. but no, but you, what I did, the one thing I did like about the pretenders is I can't remember the character, but he was a samurai and he practiced circuit Sue, which was yes. a martial art meant to, hit robots in particular circuits and take them down. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. I mean, wow, oh. martial arts is designed for robots, man. So so that character, so. Um, I believe that's his name is Bludgeon. And yep. they, they've carried him on into the more current versions of the toys, but they've kind of ditched the whole pretender thing. So he is yeah. just a, he's a tank that turns into this robot samurai. And... So, yeah, with the toys, I mean, I always love the gestalts as well. Like, um, everybody loves the original uh, Devastator. But um, I always had a thing for Predaking. Um, and then they just started releasing all co- the Stunticons and the Aerobots. And then the, uh, what was the sea ones? The ones from the ocean. Um, <laughs> I don't they had the remember mo- that. Monster Bots. Um, yeah. The and I always, I, yeah. Protectobots. And I always, I always... I always kind of wondered about the whole gestalt thing. Like when they all combine, is it a new consciousness or is it a combination? I mean, what kind of psychological things are going on with, you know, the gestalts? I mean, and plus, what about the guy that's like the left leg? I mean, is that a loser job or, (laughs) you know, you don't really get to do much but walk around. Or kick. Yeah. You know, you can kick kick people. I can, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of like the... 
that's kind of like the MC Frontalot song. I'll form the head. Uh, that's more <laughs> yeah, a, there you go. That's more of a Voltron homage, but it, it fits here as well. Um, but as, I mean, as an aside, the new Voltron on Netflix amazing. I never liked Voltron either. I don't know what it is. Neither did I back yeah. in the day, but I like the I like the version on Netflix. That's See, what I didn't. Of. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that out too. I didn't really um, get into the old cartoon of Voltron, but I had the you know the whatever it was three foot tall giant metal figure that can could turn into smaller metal uh, lions that you know hurt a lot when you flung them at people. That thing was mm-hmm. great. I was a Shogun Warriors kind of guy myself. Ah, Shogun Warriors. Mm. <laughs> so. Transformers definitely stood tall uh, in the 80s, and then the early 90s came uh-huh. and uh, kind of faded into obscurity, I would say. But then they came back with the Beast Wars. Oh, yes. Oh, Let's was, talk about okay. Beast That's, Wars. Beast Wars is good to talk about. All right. Uh, cool. So I, I, can, I remember- could do a whole episode yeah. on Beast Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, you could, definitely. I remember, I remember going into like Kmart and seeing- Beast Wars on the shelves. And this is my early 20s, so I was, you know, a little too cool to be buying Transformers and stuff. But I still bought them anyway. But I saw them, and I was like, okay. He transforms into a cheetah. Optimus Prime is a gorilla. It looks like they're running out of ideas. They're just trying to do whatever. (laughs) And then my... Yeah, I know. I was just, like, totally disenchanted. And um, then my friend Jeremy said, man, just watch the show. You have to watch the show. And I watched like the first four episodes and I was hooked. Um, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. I right, so a... I've got a question. Uh-huh. So is this a continuation on previous or is it a new whole thing entirely of itself? It's like a alternate reality version of Transformers. You want to take it? Well, down? sure. I'll take this. When you, <laughs> when you first start watching the series... You think it's just, um, you kind of get the impression, oh, this is just an alternate kind of a reality thing. But then about halfway yeah, through that, the actually, first. I, uh-huh. I think you need to mention, this is early 90s CGI as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is this is the same company that did the, uh, the TV show Reboot. So this is coming right off of them. I think they were still doing Reboot. So, so keep that in mind. So it starts off and you, you you go, oh, this is just an alternate reality thing because it's almost the same kind of basic opening storyline as the G1 Transformer stuff. You know, our ships crashed onto this strange planet and we have to take these other forms. Only this time, instead of vehicles, we're animals. And then about halfway through this that first season, they hit you up with, um, with you know, the oh, our ancient ancestors, the, the Autobots. And you go, wait, what? And then this weird alien form shows up and 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 takes the form of Unicron, a, a vision from their ancient history. And, and then things start to kind of tie in. And then right there, and I'm going to spoil something pretty big here. Uh, right then at the, I think it's like towards the end of that season, they really tie in the fact that they've, they've kind of figured out, we didn't just go to some strange planet. We're actually in Earth. We're on Earth, way in the past. And eventually they do find the Ark, the Autobot ship that's crashed into Earth. Yeah. In the, in past, the past, not in the future. Right, right. So, so the Ark mm. has already crashed onto Earth, and then they eventually show up. 
Well, yeah. So I don't think you have to worry about spoiling anything. This show pretty much spoils itself. So well, that's okay. I mean, and the thing about Beast Wars was that, you know, you had the characters in the original show and they were almost, I wouldn't say one-dimensional, maybe two-dimensional. But in Beast Wars, the characters really became three-dimensional because um, the characters mm-hmm. were really cool. And they all had like, I know there was a character called Dinobot. And in in Beast Wars, you had Maximals and Predacons instead mm-hmm. of Autobots and Decepticons. Mm-hmm. And Dinobot, he he comes to the planet. I think the story was there was a bunch of pods orbiting the planet. So every once in a while, one would fall to Earth and they would race to try to get the pod. And basically, the pod would take on the imprint of whoever finds it. So if they found a pod first, you got a new Maximal or if you found a, you know, or a new Predacon. And Dinobot was originally a Predacon, and he had like this, like almost Klingon warrior type code. And he eventually comes over to the uh, Maximal side, but he had an entire episode that was like Shakespearean, um, where he does this oh, that- whole like Hamlet thing, which was so it was almost like word for word, like a Shakespearean play. It was really, really good. Yeah, because nice. he's he's the first one who comes to that realization of where and when they are, and that's yeah, he really starts to have that sort of crisis of you know who am I, what am I doing here, am I doing the right thing? You know? Yeah, and um, had really strong female characters in it, um, like with uh, Black Arachnia, mm-hmm. um, and she was also a originally a Predacon, but eventually becomes a Maximal, and. Um, it, she was just a really cool character and like they upgraded like each season they would get like upgraded like into uh what they were calling it trans metals i think it was and the yeah. toys were just really really cool um and that was another thing i saw the uh, dragon megatron toy and that that was uh. another thing that convinced me to get into beast wars because i saw that toy <laughs> and i'm like man that is just so cool i just have to check this out And, uh, yeah. And then near the end, there's a huge turn of events where one of them turns evil. So. Oh, oh, see, now you're getting into Beast Machines. Yes. And uh, the less said about Beast Machines. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Beast Machines is... Has some good stuff to it, but uh, I wouldn't... it's, It's not as strong... A story as uh, Beast Wars, in my opinion. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, they do. They do a lot to shake up uh, some of what you what you know and what you think you know about everything that happened in the Beast Wars in that one. Yeah, Um, because at the end, because Beast Wars ends with you know we've defeated Megatron and now we're we're all going home, and then Beast Machines just kind of it starts off and optimus primal is like what's going on i woke up from this weird sleep and i'm on cybertron and there's nobody here and things are attacking me <laughs> like the entire planet is deserted yeah right just like on the run yeah from like hmm. these drones um yeah beast machines i mean they push the envelope as far like, as better cgi and all that uh, but yeah, the story was a little bit, it wasn't as great. Yeah. there. So, so you're talking about the CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, John. Oh, I was going to say the, the, it's like the storyline in Beast Machines. It's almost like they, they, it's kind of like when, when somebody makes a movie, a low budget movie and you go, that was really great. And then all of a sudden they've got 
money to make something new and they go, well, I'm going to take it in this creative artistic way that I want to take it. And then people watch it and go, uh, we kind of wanted some more of what you gave us before. Before when you were desperate and hungry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about sort of the, the computer graphics or, uh, or even the way that the whole show is produced. I, I saw a, a movie Bob did, does a podcast and he did, you did a video series back on the escapist a while back. And he talked about sort of why anime is produced the way it is and why, uh, like the Hanna-Barbera cartoons have collars and cuffs, right? Mm-hmm. In as much as it can sort of, Oh, look, you don't have to move all the characters around. You can just make the hand shape change or the head look in different directions. And it makes animation a lot easier. So do you think the fact that robots are a lot easier to sort of rationalize, look, this guy is standing still and talking for so long, did that have any impact on its success? Or was it really just because we were putting, uh, you know, robots that could turn into tanks and race cars and, and tanker trucks and stuff that, that sort of carried the day? Why, why was it such a success as a phenomenon that it's still something we're talking about today? Well, um, hmm. I think it's because you had a direct connection to a toy and the toys were just super rad. Um, I don't think that the, um, the animation I never thought of as being cheap or, or um, kind of like phoned in. I really do think that they did a good job with that um, for the day. Uh, but there were lots of shortcuts they could take because it was robots it's tr- and not well, people. Well, true, but each mostly. character was unique, though. It's not like, um, I don't know, it's almost, uh, yeah, but each character was unique and each character, uh, I mean, I think drawing those robots was not an easy task, uh, if you really look at it. Now, as, as, as far as that goes, I think whatever shortcuts they took in the cartoon were the same kind of shortcuts that you would actually see in uh, things like G.I. Joe and um, the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, Oh, don't you, don't you badmouth the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. I won't be <laughs> I'm hearing not, that. I'm not badmouthing. Uh, why would I badmouth the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon? Optimus Prime is Vengeance. Because you have taste. And, no. And and what Megatron or Starscream, I forget which one, is the unicorn. So why would I badmouth Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> but another thing I used to love about the old Transformers is that they always had the tech specs where you'd get the yeah. uh, the little little piece of red film and you'd put it on the back of the box and you get their their um you see their what their stats were. Their, their, yeah, their their see their intelligence and their speed and all that stuff. And um, I know this is not a podcast about board games, but um, I tried to design a Transformers <laughs> collectible card game uh, before I realized how hard it is to design a collectible card game, let alone nice. try to design one that has cards that transform into vehicles. And I actually like scoured the web for all these tech specs and wrote down the stats of every Transformer and... I have them in a notebook somewhere here uh, still <laughs> with all my notes of that show. But uh, and will you transcribe those for the show notes? Is that what I'm hearing? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hundreds and hundreds. I mean, there's websites dedicated to this stuff. But and that's another thing. It's like, you know, you looked at this stuff and, you know, I think I think Optimus Prime had tens on everything or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was uh, some of them were a little bit questionable, but uh 
It's almost like they just had some intern working at Hasbro to make this crap up, but who knows? But I loved the descriptions of their personalities and backstories on each and every box. That was really, really cool. Yeah. So, nice. so the new, the, the more current toys that are coming out, instead of having yeah. those tech specs, they have a, you're going to find this funny, I'm sure. They have a, a card that actually has uh, <laughs> all those same same tech specs, those things on the back, except now you don't have to have the little red piece of cellophane the, um, over it to see the stats. Well, then the enemies could find out their weaknesses and stuff. Why would they do that? Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, it's, I kept thinking. Well, who do you think the intern is? It's probably Starscream. <laughs> no, because stuff got done. Um, anyway. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because, like, their tech specs and stuff. It always kind of reminded me how on, because you mentioned, you know, then their enemies with another stats, and it's like I always just kind of imagine, like, uh, Cobra Commander would send Zartan into a toy store to go look up the secret IDs of all the G.I. Joes because it's all written on the back of their, their boxes. Nice. So, so well, okay, I think robot that chicken we've, sketch right we've there. talked the cartoon over a bit and and we mentioned the, the, the comic book in passing and uh, the movie, which is, I think the movie is the bright spot of the whole Transformers thing, but that's personal mm-hmm. and may not be Absolute and accurate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we should probably mention the movies. The the uh, live action um, people movies with uh, strange exploding robots on them. Do we have to? Oh, we can talk <laughs> I think about we have this. to. We, we should. It's it's what most people now are probably more familiar with, unfortunately. It's true. It's like, true. So there's, I, what, there's five call, movies out right now, right? The, there yeah, are, I call it the era of the Batrocities. There, there are very good two. For no there good are reason. two movies stretched out into five movies currently right now. Yeah. <laughs> so like the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> but different show. Yeah. <laughs> so so, I had recently gotten got the the this metal box from Best Buy that has that has all five of the movies in it on Blu-ray, um, and that pretty much was the reason I got it. Because I was like, well, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen the last night yet, and I might as well pay thirty bucks to get this metal box that has Optimus Prime's face on it, that has all the movies on Blu-ray in it. Why not? And so, and I did that, thinking I'll maybe eventually get to watch the last night. And then my wife says, "Well, this week, why don't we just watch all the Transformers movies?" I was like, "Are wait, really? You're gonna wow? You're gonna, we're gonna do this?" And so we did it, and that was fairly recently. So they're all fresh in my mind. And I will say this: uh, if you and she's still she's your still wife, my wife. But but watching all okay. five of them like we did, I realized that the first two movies are really not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? I, I I just watched the last night recently, and like, oh god, partway through it, that movie, partway through it, like. Um, Age of Extinction made me angry with the whole Transformium thing. You might as well call it unobtainium for crying out loud. I mean, it's like it was just so ridiculous. But I just kind <laughs> of came. I when I it, it, when I was watching the last night, I just kind of came to peace with it. I was like, "Look, you've been given a live action modern day Transformers riff, and this is all you're gonna get. Just enjoy the bubble gum." 
and 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 try to enjoy it and ignore the fact that you know that 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 girl is running around in high heels for three fourths of the movie, even though oh god, exploding. that bugged the you know it's that bugged like, the crud out of me. I, yeah. I, I think we were watching. I think it was the third movie, and my wife pointed that out. She's like. She has been wearing high heels and a white sweater throughout this entire battle scene, <laughs> and she has not gotten dirty. And it's, yeah, it's just ridiculous. That, well, that's what happens when you make sweet, sweet love to the director. It's like, well, well, to be to be fair, in that third movie, she did get kidnapped from a, a dinner party, so she was wearing her evening gown and, and heels. You know, you can't, you know. You got to give her that. Which one had Mark Wahlberg in it? What's that, that would be the the fourth. Which one had Mark Wahlberg? That in would it? be Age of Extinction and The Last Night. Yes, and it, okay. And Age Age of Extinction had some cool stuff. Like Optimus Prime was in his original form, like the the flat nose. Yeah. Um, for a good chunk of the movie, that was cool to see. For a good yeah, chunk that of the was movie, cool was to see. Yeah, and um, and like I think it's Dark of the Moon, the third one. There's like there's um oh, what's his name Shockwave Shockwave's in that and he controls like uh, this gigantic dragon type like thing like just I was these so excited to see that rip up yeah yeah I was so and, excited to see Shockwave in that one yeah and it's like and there's a cool line in that right. movie where so, like well how come they get all the cool toys you know and um <laughs> yeah there's just you just got to kind of like take a step back and, and enjoy the cool stuff and then forget the rest. Yeah. So when you first saw the first commercials and stuff for the, for these movies, what, what did you think? You know, having been so excited about the, the cartoons and, and the comic books, what did you really think when you saw Michael Bay coming out with the transformers? Uh, well, the first, the, with the first movie, I thought awesome, a live action transformers movie. Second one, I thought, uh, okay, another one. We'll see what happens. And then with the third <laughs> one, it was um, oh, great, another one. And then with the fourth one, uh, it was more. Uh, well, this ought to be good because it's it's a different cast, and he's promising us Dinobots. And then with the fifth one, it was oh, a fifth one's coming out. <laughs> nice. Okay, the first one, I was all in. I was like, this is awesome. I cannot Heck wait yeah. to see this. This is great. You know, we've got. I, I, I've never. I was never. I didn't hate Bumblebee. I was never a huge Bumblebee fan, even though everybody loves them. I was like, Bumblebee's cool. You know, this is awesome. And with the Reg of a Fallen, he, you you introduce the Fallen, and you're like, okay, where did this guy come from? You know, stuff like that. Hmm. And the Dark Side of the Moon. Yet you get more characters where you're like, okay, where was this person in the first two movies? And mm-hmm. Age of Extinction, you get Dinobots finally, and they're only <laughs> in there for like ten minutes in the last part of the movie. And the last night, it's like, okay, let's enter, let's introduce the uh, Quintessa, like uh, I assume the Quintessons, and uh, we're going to bring yeah. Cybertron to Earth, <laughs> and we're going to flirt with Unicron, and it's just. The, this, gotcha. the series has like explosions everywhere. It looks great. It's got good characters. Oh, I, I disagree. But okay. you disagree what, about with the what? explosions? No, there's that it looks explosions great. all over the place. Uh, no, I, okay, there are explosions and they're shaky <laughs> cam, but but I never I never liked I never liked the way the robots looked. Really? I I yes, kind I of thought, a, these to a look degree, like, I agree. Yeah. 
Well, like junk heaps thrown together with magnets, but and we're going to call it a robot. But you got to, you got to, you also, you got to consider if there was actual living, breathing, transforming robots no. from an alien planet. No. You got to have a, that that little bit of separation. And I think, no. I, I, yeah, okay. okay, okay. So my my big problem, ugly yeah, robots. Right my there. big problem with that is. The Autobots, you could kind of, you for the most part, you could tell who each of those were. You could tell them apart. A lot of the Decepticons, it was like, uh, which gray and silver guy is this again? It's that's he, true. Which which, which that's not true. Megatron is this guy? And like they have a gestalt in the uh, the last night, <sighs> which I can't even no. remember is is like Volcanicus or something like that, or N- no, or Bruticus. I don't even know what it was. But he in- first of all, Infernicus. the five robots. Well, they all look the same, and right. then they transform and they they combine into one guy that's bigger, and he looks the same. It's, it's like, not even that much bigger. <laughs> I know, and they take him out in like two seconds, and it's like, and those baby Dinobots, where did those things come from? You know, I realize yeah, you're trying to yeah, make something that's like yeah. like a porg, and it's cool and it's cute, and you can sell a million of them, but where yeah. did those come from? Well. Oh, the other problem yeah. I had with the movies is that they, they didn't seem to understand why people liked the, the the cartoons. It's like too much people, not enough robots doing things. Mm, true. Yeah. They, and other than yeah. that, I really didn't care about them. And then you, you, get, Anthony Ho- you get Anthony Hopkins in the last oh. movie. I mean. Oh, God. You, you think that would yeah. give it some weight, but. Calling it The Last Night seems kind of odd. Um, when there, because well, there was, that, what, 13 it, or 12 of them in there? <laughs> I yeah, and but the so thing that the last really <laughs> and there's so many weird things like in the trailers you see Optimus being evil and running around and like almost uh-huh. you know cleaving people in two and stuff and that lasts for like five minutes and they right, snap him right. out of it and he's turned evil by Quintessa who just touches his face and he becomes evil and you're like sitting there like okay what just happened. How does she do this? In fact, who is this chick? You know, oh, where did she come from? What's her story? So, so here's here's what really bugged the crud out of me for this whole thing. Um, and it all relates to Quintessa. Because she keeps talking about how she created Cybertron. She created yeah. the Autobot. So that she could defeat her foe, Unicron, who is... Unicron is earth now i'm on board with with the whole plot line of you know unicron is actually earth i'm fine with that that was that really? was it was presented in the uh, transformers prime cartoon and it was done very well so i was already kind of on board with that but what i have a okay. problem with is quintessa or the quintessons being cybertron because then it's like so we have evil planet Versus evil planet. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out why I care all well, of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think my major beef is that it's like each movie is meant to be like an over-the-top blockbuster and really cool story and introduce really cool characters, but they just come out of left field and it's mm-hmm. every movie is like that. There's no... Real connecting thread, I'd say. It's um, I think I they're agree. trying to remedy yeah. that, but but um, like you've got the um, I mean, obviously the first one it's just Optimus versus Megatron, 
But right. then you've got the the fallen, and you've got um, all of all all of that. They just they just kind of stand alone, and it's like I don't know, I don't know. It just it it just there's the story could just be connected a, a much better, I think. Yeah, it's like, and it's like they didn't know what to do with with the whole conflict between the Autobots and the Decepticons. They felt they needed to just kind of make something new and, and bigger each time. And it's like, no, it could yeah. still just be Autobots and Decept- versus Decepticons. So I found, yeah. I found throughout all five movies, Megatron to be the most problematic character. Everyone else kind of stays the same, but Megatron, he starts off. I came to earth first movie. I came to earth to try to, to get this, the, the matrix really. I was looking for it. I found it on earth. I crashed here. That's been my whole goal. That's the whole reason I'm here. I'm the leader of the Decepticons. I want this so I can take over everything. Second movie, all of a sudden, he's he is he he's been working for he his master is this this guy called the Fallen. That ticked me off the most because I got into that movie and I was like, in the movie theater, I looked at my wife and I think I said this and everybody around me heard this. I said, Megatron works for no one. He he has no master. <laughs> so third movie comes along. Megatron, all of a sudden, he's like, haha, I've actually been working with, uh, what's his face, Ve- uh, Vector Prime or whoever it is this whole yeah. time. It was our plan. I was supposed to crash land here and be frozen for millions of years until I could come. And then we would both take over um, Earth and bring Cybertron here for reasons. Okay. And then, and then, f- <laughs> and then fourth movie, and then fourth movie. I think it was fourth movie. Yeah, the fourth movie. It's yeah. um, it's oh look, peep, humans have made Galvatron by mistake. I was like, all right, this could be cool. I don't know. Wait, it turns out not really that cool. Um, yeah. And then fifth movie, all of a sudden he's Megatron again. No explanation. How did he go from Galvatron with a big hole in his chest back into Megatron? And he's got that same red splotch on his face that Nemesis Prime did, implying he's been. Mind controlled, perhaps, by Quintessa this this whole time. So, and there's only yeah, and there's only one Quintessa. You think is she a race? I mean, stuff like that. It's just yeah. It's there's so many. I mean, usually I'm forgiving of plot holes and things like that. You can explain things away, but there's just way too many in these movies. Ah, so. We're, supp- we're supposed to be talking about stuff that we love, and it, and it sounds like <laughs> well, we still the, love the whole this. Transformers movie. Oh yeah, we if do. We didn't, we'll take if it. we didn't love <laughs> this stuff so much, we wouldn't have have found so many flaws and things to nitpick about these movies. And we'll still go see so number my six. My theory is <laughs> that if we started with the Transformers movie, there would be no love, but because we have so much cool stuff that came before. You're you're mostly willing to suffer through the Transformers movie until somebody understands what Transformers is all about and yes. does it right. Yes, the roots run deep, definitely. It, yeah, it's which brings like us with, to Bumblebee the movie. Oh yeah, great Bumblebee the movie. I'm I'm kind of with Flip on this. I, Bumblebee never really my favorite character. He's probably the one that I've had the most toys of because his stupid legs would break off all the time. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he's the comic relief, right? That's his job. He's well, yeah. Is he? Is well, he? There's well, so many I, other comic uh, reliefs in those movies. Eh, true, but um, yo, know, he's the sidekick. He, I mean, that's what he was. Yeah. He was the, he okay. was the golly gee optimist. Check that out, type guy. You know, and um, <laughs> and 
<laughs> do you, do so he was Robin to Optimus as Batman. Do you remember what his his big power was? His G one uh, toy that he always had some sort of special power. Like uh, Braun, his power was he's the third strongest oh. Autobot. Do you remember what Bumblebee Bumblebee's is? Because this no. is hilarious. No, he is. F- what is it? He is fuel efficient. that's super cool and and, you know fastest (laughs) well that reminds me hearkening back to the tech specs i remember reading some of the tech specs and they didn't match like the character on the show or their actual history (laughs) um sometimes and that that would that always bugged me a little bit um but it still was really really cool i like the insecticons too oh yeah yeah I don't know why I liked them, but they were just, uh, yeah. I think it was Kickback was the Grasshopper. He was one of. He mm-hmm. was a really cool toy. Um, yeah, I don't know why. They, they, you think a bug into a robot would not be that cool, but because they were terrifying. So, uh, their their, their special what? abilities I had were terrifying. <laughs> you know, Bombshell could shoot something into your head and take control over you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we should segue into a topic I think John could speak on as well, is that the knockoffs. Uh, yeah. Did you ever buy any, like, knockoff Transformers, like like in the Dollar Mart and stuff like that? Boy, have I. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, w- I would buy those things, and I just think that I actually have, um, well, speaking of knockoffs, I actually have a Cheetor from Korea, I think. Uh, uh-huh. And it says Tigatron on the package. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and you do that I, just because you're package. like, well, I want a Tigatron figure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I, I used to love buying like the knockoffs, like just the cheap plastic ones. And I would like repaint them and I would bash them apart and reassemble them into cooler <laughs> robots and things like that. Um, I, I don't know why I've always had a soft spot for knockoffs. And... Um, can this be the confession? Can this be the confession part of the podcast right now? I think we. I think it's time. Okay. I was cleaning oh my, my office recently at home, my home office. I was cleaning it, and I found a bag of Rock Lords. Um, and for the <laughs> listeners, the the Gobots, which were made by Tonka, basically the Pepsi to the Coke of Transformers. Um, really, more the RC. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Calling it Pepsi's <laughs> a bit much. You're right. The RC. Or it's the, more like the, the store the, brand the, cola. It, I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Imagine the worst possible transformer designed by your little brother who's four years old. And that's a GoBot. Um, Got your whole case of Dr. Fizz. Yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to look into this as to why they did this. But they created a race or they created a, a, a line called Rock Lords. And these robots transform into rocks, kids, because rocks are fun. So I actually, I actually found a bag of these rock lords, and I brought them to work with me. And they sit on my desk. And when I'm doing <laughs> mundane tasks, I'll just transform a rock into a robot and back again. Um, when I'm just like doing my job, um, automating things and things like that. And uh, yeah, so. I have seven rock lords sitting on my desk at work, and they stand there proudly, in quotation marks. Um, so, yeah, rock lords. I, I, I want to track down the movie, actually. I've never actually watched the movie uh, because I oh. would not be caught dead with a GoBot. 
And um, I'm, I'm kind of oh, curious wow. about their whole deal. Well, then, then I, then, or, then, okay, let me, let me get into this then. Cause on, on my okay. big shelf where I have all my Transformers, right at the very top of the shelf, I have two Rock Lords and two Rock Gnarlies, which, uh, <laughs> which came out with the Rock Lords line. They're these, there's these fuzzy, and it's like fur. They're fuzzy little monsters that have wheels, and when you push them forward, their mouths open and shut. And they don't transform, so it's a GoBot, a transforming thing that does not transform. Okay? <laughs> and I... If it does not seen, transform, is it a transformer? Uh, see, that's an interesting debate right there. Let's ask those pretenders, <laughs> why don't we? Um, so, so, and not only have so, I seen Challenge of the GoBots, the movie, and the, uh, the Rock Lords movie, but I saw the Rock Lords movie in the movie theater. Oh Ooh. man, that's wow! <laughs> and and it has this action sequence where it's like, let's go get them, rock lords, and they turn into rocks and roll down a hill after somebody. Oh man! Instead of running, <laughs> and I'm well, reminded I mean, of it's like that thing in The Simpsons uh, where where Homer's watching Night Boat, and, and I he, love he's like, that scene. Go get them, Night Boat. And it's like ah, oh, there's just, he's gone into land. What do we do? And Bart's like, it's going to be a bridge or a fjord because there's always a bridge or a fjord. <laughs> get him, Night Boat. Go get him, Night Boat. <laughs> so, so what's the difference between GoBots and Transformers? Well, um, metal. Well, no. I, yeah. I mean, GoBots were pretty much like. Like their their leader of the good guys was named Leader One. He was a jet. He was a jet, and the transforming was very minimal. It was like you'd pull out the back jets, and those were his legs, and his mm-hmm. arms were kind of attached on his wings, and pretty much you just stood the jet up on its end, and that was the robot. Um, yeah, it was kind of like the were kind of yeah. It was it was like the Duplos versus Legos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and the animation for the shows was the same. The animation for GoBots was more of the Hanna-Barbera-esque. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good. The storylines were stupid. Um, <laughs> I tried going back and watching them, and I just couldn't do it. Um, I watched I watched and, the first episode just recently when it starts off with, you know, the GoBots who come from the planet Gobatron. I was like, I, I, I'm cutting this <laughs> off now. <laughs> Well, I you know, out of all the GoBots, the leader of the bad GoBots, Psykill, <laughs> I always thought he's just so cheesy in that Skeletor-type way that you got to love the guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got to track down the Rock Lords movie. I, I have to um, fill that hole, uh, fill that <laughs> void in my life. Oh, yeah. You should watch it at least once. So with, with the GoBots, how they, they would train, change into vehicles. Um, now, with... Transformers, they would they transformed into vehicles because originally that's how they were going to blend in with this planet they were unfamiliar with. Uh, GoBots turn into vehicles for really no reason whatsoever. Well, if you want to get super nerdy with it, the Quintessons actually enslaved the um, the the citizens of Cybertron race, and they gave them the ability to transform into vehicles and useful things as part of their being useful as a slave to the Quintesson race. And that's why Megatron became evil because he decided to rise up against his masters and they just kept on doing it. Okay. And but the Optimus, reason, op, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna. Well, I was just getting at the reason Optimus turns into a truck is because he wanted to blend in with the trucks on Earth. That's true. That's true. Leader One turns into a jet because he just he can turn into a jet, but he turns into the same. Because jets that's are the cool. same jet he turned to turned into on his planet of Gobatron. Where there was no reason even, for him to have a cockpit or anything like that. Oh, man, you're <laughs> dredging these memories out of the dark part of my brain. Okay. <laughs> Transformers have gestalts, okay? Uh-huh. Gobot said, hey, we need a gestalt too, okay? Yeah, yeah. As far as I, I remember, their gestalt phoned it in so hard, they defined the term phoning it in. It was like... It was like an exoskeleton where you just put the robot in the exoskeleton of the leg, and that's your gestalt thing. Oh my god! It was I just had all those ske- those exoskeletons. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just not. It was just not good. It was just. It was insulting. Um, and uh, I, you know what? I actually have the GoBots board game as well. I have. We played that oh, wow. a, a little while ago. Yeah. Um, but that's a different show. That is a different I'm show. I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but the GoBots, they didn't have... I, I don't think the GoBots had tech specs. The GoBots didn't have, like, the re- put your thumb on his secret little symbol and see whether he's uh-uh. an Autobot or a Decepticon thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you had you had to watch uh, the cartoon to find out who was a renegade and who was a uh, whatever <laughs> the, the good guys were called. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> the GoBots. I I never understood why they existed. I just assumed it was a we can't have a monopoly on transforming robots, so we got to make something type thing. But um, yeah. Right. Well, as of I think 1991, I think it was Hasbro bought the GoBots. So that's true. And they're now been sort of uh, retconned in as the GoBot universe is an alternate reality. Um. I think they bought the GoBots because they wanted to have all the transforming robots, and they wanted the name. Well, and they wanted the name Scorponok. I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. <laughs> that's true. Well, and, and and they they released a line of Transformers or Transformers GoBots, and they were like they mm-hmm. were like a play school version, and they're like big and chunky, and they just transformed with like one quick little push yeah. or something. And they're cutesy, and they're almost like a like a f- they're like chibis. Yes, and yes. they're really cool. I mean, <clears throat> I don't have kids, but I still bought a bunch of them because I just thought they were just neat. And I think Leader One is in that set, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, it just it felt dirty buying those things, but you know, <laughs> no, it's a, it's okay. It's a, it's a gateway into the. Uh, other, other, <laughs> you know. The, to be fair, the Battle of the Rock Lords has got like Telly Savalas in it, uh, uh, Margot Kidder, you know, Roddy McDowell. It's got some names. All right, in there. so one uh, or some people who were names back then. So GoBots actually did have female characters in it, and it took until True. Transformers the the animated movie the the movie um, before they actually had a female character. Now, what's interesting is in the UK comics, um, in the UK Marvel comic line comic line um because the the american one had ended they were kind of pressured into introducing the ones from the movie so the way they introduced rc is because the uk they had already established that the autobots were not male or female they had no gender because they're robots they didn't really that didn't matter to them and so the auto no so the autobots created rc 
to quell the humans who kept saying that the humans in their world who kept saying the Autobots were just a bunch of uh, was just a big boys club. So I always thought that was funny. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. And I say interesting in the broadest possible sense. No. <clears throat> but I think every Transformers collector has a few GoBots on a little shelf somewhere just as a not an homage, but as a just recognition of a reminder. how bad it can be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, yeah, GoBots always felt like the, hey, you asked your parents for Transformers. They didn't know which ones you had. And they go, oh, I know you don't have any GoBots. Or your grandmother would get them to put in your stocking. But you know, I I I have a friend Glenn, and he's he's a very (laughs) intelligent dude. He's he's, I think he got just got his doctorate in English or something like that. But we were talking about Transformers one day, and I mentioned GoBots. He's like, "Oh man!" He's like, "I love GoBots," and I'm like, "What?" Like I I he's and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "When I was a kid, my parents bought me a case of." bought a case of GoBots and whenever he did something good like got an A plus on a test or something they'd reach into this case of GoBots and they would give him one so he had a deep rooted psychological connection to the crappiest toy line of the 80s and I just felt bad for him like instantly wow (laughs) oh see now to me I understand it it is still pretty cool but to me GoBots were the um you know uh Oh, your your parents can't afford to get you the the one hundred dollar uh, Jetfire figure. <laughs> so here's you know here's here's Scooter instead. Yeah, it's scooter. like the legion of substitute heroes for transforming toys. <laughs> that being said, I had I had a ton of GoBots as well as um, yeah Transformers. I mean, there were one or two GoBots that were passable, but well, GoBots and GoBots could fit in your Matchbox cars, uh, cars, your little plastic. Mm cases that you would carry those around in GoBots would fit in those. True. Just true. But um And they didn't always look bad when they were whatever their vehicle was. I mean that's, yeah, they didn't okay. work what you would call highly detailed. Right. But it's only when you tried to robot them. And who really cared about the robots in robot form? Well, you know what? I do I, I gotta admit, like in the early days of the internet, I remember me going on there, A downloading Beast Machine episodes and it took like hours <laughs> to get like fifteen minutes. I did the same but thing. But I still watched it. Oh, yeah, and then the screen was only like two inches by two inches or something like that. But I remember when I was delving into the depths of the internet back in the late 90s that I I discovered that Rock Lords had created a combiner that combined into a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, man. So they were Rock Lords, but yet they were a gestalt, and they, they combined into something really cool. And I was like, man... I need to get my hands on this. And I have never found it since. I talked to some dude in like, I don't know where, Colorado or something like that. And he, you know, emailed them for a while and he had one. And I think it was just, you know, I don't, he didn't want to give it up. He didn't want to sell it. So, um, but yeah, if you, I think I saw pictures of it online the other day, but if you could ever find that, just let me so, know. Drop so me was it a giant fossil or was it an actual T-Rex? Because <laughs> you could see that it, the top 10 list of things. Well, it's a T-Rex that, made out of rocks. So that-, that the rock lords would turn into, you could say, okay, they turn into a volcano. Yeah. They turn into an avalanche. They turn into a boulder. They turn into maybe fossils, but a living T-Rex, I, I find that tough to accept. I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I thought you were going to say they turned into a larger rock. <laughs> yes. Oh, I gotta say, 
I have been spending a lot of time with rock lords lately, you know, and <laughs> I am stalagmite. And I was actually looking. I was actually looking at them today, and I was thinking, guys, it's not your fault that you were designed to transform into a rock. You know, I should just try to <laughs> accept you for who you are. It's like the Charlie Brown of Transformers. Exactly. I got a rock. You know, exactly. You know, it's like, look. All this rock needed I'm, was I'm a little making, love. Yeah, I'm kind of making friends with the rock lords now, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a kind of a full circle psychological healing type thing. So from the picture you shared That's... of the, that of your, the rock lords on your desk, I was like, you know, I've got, yes. I was like, I've got two rock lords. And it's n- and neither of them are in that picture that he just sent. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I'll have to transform them. I'll transform them and uh, all and uh, send a picture of that too. But so, I'll, well, you also had another one that you shared with us, and that was Valvatron. Oh, oh yes, yes. Not to be confused okay, so, with uh, former Guar member Volvatron, but you know you can yeah, censor exactly, that yeah. out if you need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a different rating. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so. Transform. No, no, John, we don't have to censor it out because if the kids get it, it's their parents' fault. It's not ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's give a little, little historical backup here. In the original Transformers series, there was a character called Reflector who oh, was yes. so cool because, A, he was three robots that combined to form a camera, and they were like a linked mind. On the cartoon, they all talked the same. They all, you know talked in unison type stuff and they 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 transformed into a camera and he was only available through mail order and you had to send in box tops to get him so Mm -hmm. i never got one because i always coveted one i managed to get one when i became an adult and ebay became a thing um so I have one now. So I always loved the mail away characters and the ones that were kind of hard to get because you always just felt so special when you got that package in the mail and you know you achievement were, unlocked. Yeah, oh. exactly. I, yeah, it was the '80s version of achievement unlocked, and I'm the coolest kid on the playground type thing. Um, Till you get Volvatron. So, so get- I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm online <laughs> and I see. Thank, thank, thanks to the technologies that can spit ads in my face that know what I like. Um, I see an ad for Valvoline. If you buy five quarts of synthetic oil and you send in the receipt, they'll send you Valvatron. And he's an Autobot. And I looked at it and I was like, wait a second. He looks like he transforms into a bottle of oil. That is so stupid. I need to have it. So, yeah, so my darling wife goes out and she actually buys a five-quart bottle of synthetic oil for me, brings it home, and I I pretty much just I gave the oil away. I didn't even use it. I took the receipt, sent it in, and I get this Valvatron figure in the mail, and I'm so excited. I open it up, and he's just a hard-molded robot figure. He doesn't even transform. <laughs> he just stands there. So. No tech he's even, specs. He's no. not even filled with oil or anything. No, no tech specs, no backstory, no comic book, no nothing. But he is a mail order thing, and he's yeah. So he stands on my desk at work now, and uh, yeah, that's Valvatron. I don't know. Is there any indication that it's actually licensed? 
Well, he's got an Autobot symbol on him. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it, I think I think Hasbro gave the official nod. Um, you know, because I want to say you're right. I'm yeah. sure they've. Yeah, they probably have an army of lawyer bots that are ready to dispatch right. it anymore. Or they were falling so. asleep in their chair and nodding off, and they said, yes, we're taking it. <laughs> Cousin Lenny works uh, for Valvoline, and he needs a favor. So yeah. so speak, speaking hmm. of these these mail-away mail Autobots and stuff, and uh, what's-his-face? Uh, not Perceptor. Um, oh, boy, can we talk about Perceptor, though? No, um, ref- Reflector. Re- reflector? So, yeah, I remember when... Um, my, I remember when my cousin came to visit, and he's like, "Look at this cool transformer I got. It's an Autobot that turns into a boombox. How cool is that?" And I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm super jealous of this. And it has the little, because um, remember they used to also have like the big poster that you would unfold, and it showed the big battle oh, yeah. scene on one side, and the other side is. I it. still have all of those things. Oh, yeah. and those are so awesome. And then on the other side, yeah, the little. And you also get the little pamphlet to join stars, like the right, the uh, yeah, the, uh, the the Earth Defense Force for little kids, because you know we have to defend against the Decepticons. Yeah, yeah. And the, and anyway, the, I'm sorry, I'm stepping the, on your story. No, Go for like, it. It's fine. You would you would flip it over, and then they would just show like, and with this picture, here's all the toys that you can get that kind of go along with this picture. And occasionally it would have, and here's special ones that we're going to show you, but we're never going to sell you because you either yep. got to mail stuff away or we're, we'll, it probably just won't come out in the U.S. And so that one had the, you know, the, the mail, the send, send in a bunch of uh, Autobot points or Decepticon points to get uh, Reflector was on there. And I looked at that and I was like, wait a minute. And I went home and I was like, I've got Reflector. I've had him for years. Because somehow my folks had a like were able to get these Japanese toys occasionally from someplace, and so I have the like because in Japan, of course, they they had the reflector toy, so I've got it. I understand why it didn't come out in the U.S. because it is kind of it's it can be a little clunky. Um, yeah. So I've got that one. I don't. I didn't have to that mail anything. Super cool. But then I That's also. Cool. Years later, I found out that this I have this this toy. It turns into a gun and turns into a robot, and it's like, but it's not Megatron. And then I find out, oh, it is Megatron. It's the original Japanese version of Megatron, which is very nice. different from the the big commercial one that they sold to everybody. Yeah. Um, and mainly, I think one of the reasons this one this one actually looks like a Walter PBK. Um, dangerously yeah. close to a Walter PBK and you put these yeah. hard plastic pellets in it and it can shoot them. Oh, <laughs> it's spring loaded so and can cool. shoot them. So are these, when you say they came out in Japan from the, the Japanese version, does that mean that, that the character was originally created in Japan or it was, they licensed it and did their and had their way with it over in Japan after it was created elsewhere? Well, a lot of times what would happen is they would create a figure in, in Japan and then that might change before it actually went to the American markets. At least it might be in the Japanese market for for a little bit, little while. Um, there were ones that came out later uh, where you where there were subtle changes to it. Like the there's yeah. this one figure there's this one figure called Motormaster who is part of the Stunticons that um, I think Flip mentioned way early in the show. 
um, the American version of stunt of of Motormaster. When you open them up, and it looks like there's some sort of ramp, and it looks like there's some there should have been some sort of spring mechanism to launch something out of this ramp, but it's just not yep. there. And it's because the Japanese version had that spring loaded stuff in it. In fact, there's a lot of them where the Japanese version had had some sort of spring loaded thing that yep. that just decide they decided to take that out for um other other small children other small children couldn't yeah. handle that <laughs> yes yeah, so us american children were kind of a secondary market like the insecticons all had like these little these little compartments that you could flip open yeah and it was just an empty compartment and i think originally they had small figures that could sit in there for some other weird storyline or something like that but yeah and, there were definitely and, little yeah. odd things like that you would see from time to time See, and a lot of that so goes back talking- to the. Oh well, I was gonna say a lot of that goes back to the Diaclone series, mm, because in that in, in that these these transforming dinosaurs and bugs and and jets mainly had because um, if you notice all the jets like Star Screaming, you can actually open up their cockpit and they have a little empty chair in there. The Diaclone, mm-hmm. the Diaclone fighters, the, the actual people were these little tiny people who you could move their arms and have them sit. And they were actually supposed to sit in those things and pilot those yep. those, those mecha. We need to do a Micronauts episode, but that would be a different episode. Yes, it would. Uh, so when you're talking <laughs> collectibles like this, are most of your toys, I'm sorry, are most of your collectibles made out of plastic or are they more and more die cast or metal or, or where do they fall these days? Well, these days they're definitely plastic, but they're much more intricate. Um, and they are, uh, they're much more intricate. They're much well thought out. They're much more detailed um, and much more complex. I, I know at Hascon or Botcon, they have competitions on people transforming these things as fast as they can. And some of them are just like, it takes a lot of practice just to do it right. Um, How fast can you do it without breaking uh, exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> uh, and actually, they design them these days to break. Like, they, they give them ball joints that will snap off but not break it because they realize that, you know, these things, you know, they're just they're, they're hard to transform. Right. But they're, they're really, really, really cool. Um, but my older stuff, not there are metal parts and there are metal robots and they're really cool. They got a heft to it. And um, But, uh, yeah, lots of plastic, well, though. I ask because I remember about eight years back ish, maybe maybe a decade ago, give or take, um, that I was sitting at my in laws' place, and they might not even have been the in laws then, and watching Top Gear while the family was off doing stuff I didn't care about, and they had this a fairly sizable Optimus Prime transformer that was i think the whole thing was die cast metal oh that's the twenty fifth um, anniversary edition, which is oh, yeah. super sweet. You know what? And I've, it, I've got it one was of amazing. Those. Yeah, I got that guy. He is. He yeah, is pretty, and then it, yeah, pretty awesome. And they came out with the Starscream along those same lines of like that high detail and stuff. And mm-hmm. I never liked the jets. Every kid loved the jets, but I never liked the jets because they looked nothing like the cartoon like the robot toys. Yeah. were just <laughs> lame, and their joints were loose, and they just. We're not cool, um, but this Starscream that came out kind of along the same lines as the 25th anniversary Optimus Prime is a beautiful thing. It looks just like the cartoon. It's so cool. 
It was pretty amazing. Um, are there any are there any must have toys that you don't have? What are you on the lookout for in case you know one of our listeners goes, "Oh, I know where you can find that." Um, I've managed to track down everything that I've ever wanted. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's always I like the unusual stuff. I like the interesting, um, just kind of wacky stuff. Um, like I have like a. a, a a conch shell from Japan. He transforms into a conch um, or a nautilus. A nautilus is what he transforms into, right. actually. Uh, a penguin. Um, is there a Burger King one? I feel like there's a Burger King Oh, there, King are, there are McDonald's ones. Yeah. yeah. Those, those, oh, those are cool. Little, little french fries that could turn into robots. Yeah. I tell you what. Oh, Burger King must add the GoBots. Never mind. <laughs> the thing is, I, 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 love, I love Transformers and I love the odd things. But uh, what I love even more is kind of like the offshoot type stuff, like the Optimus Prime toothbrush. Or I have a Transformers sleeping bag that I got from somewhere. Um, but I have a Optimus Prime shampoo bottle, which when you lay it down, <laughs> it's a truck. And then you stand it up and you pull off the cap and it's Optimus Prime. Um, oh, that's <laughs> printed on the bottom of it. It's just really, really cool. Um, I love those odd little side things. That, uh, that they make it's uh, that that stuff fascinates me. Oh, I'm really hard pressed to to think of one that I'm on the lookout for because with the new with the new toy line that's out now the the gener- the whole generations power of the prime and all that they're pretty much redoing all of the G1 guys. They've they, I mean they're more updated and such, and they really do a good job of recapturing that that feel to the original G1 stuff. Um, although, you know, uh, to have a, a Fortress Maximus or a Metroplex, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. For hmm. Fortress Maximus, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything that, that you haven't seen them make that you would go, you know, this would, this would nestle firmly into Transformers lore that would be really cool, but they just haven't done it yet that you'd like to see? I, I would like to see them do, like, Transformers have been on Earth for millions of years. The Ark crashed here millions of years ago. And they flirt with this in the movies, the, the Batrocities, I believe we're going to call them now. <laughs> um, in, but I, w- I would like to see more stuff like medieval Transformers. And they do this stuff in the, can- in the comic books, like World War II Transformers and uh, mm-hmm. things like that. I would like to see toy versions of that a little bit more because um, I think that would just be super, super cool. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be neat to see like some of the uh, Leonardo da Vinci de- designs that transform. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a line of comics that kind of touches on that as well. Yeah. Steampunk Transformers kind of thingy. Kind of, yeah. I think that would kind be kind of. of cool. All right. Um, is I think that we've been talking oh for an hour and a half now. Uh, <laughs> oh, we only got six <laughs> minutes to wrap it up. Here we go. <laughs> um, before John has to edit this. No. Uh, so yeah, final thoughts. Uh, or you know, you can take as long as you want for your final thoughts. But we are now headed into final thoughts. Um, you know, why is it the Transformers are so special? Why do you love them? Whatever it is, tell tell us, tell us, tell us. Well, I think Transformers are special to me because um, they were a huge license. They were a cool license, and they had such an expansive universe when I was at a very impressionable age. <laughs> and it's yes. and it's something that has never gone away, and it's continued to evolve and just be there. And um, 
and just become cooler. And if you don't like one certain aspect of the universe, like the Batrocities, there are five <laughs> other things that you can still explore and fall in love with. So it, it's kind of like the license that never gives up. And it, it just keeps going. And there's always... And if you're in a dark place and there's nothing out right now that you like, you can always go back to the originals, you know? Um there's, and uh, the toys are just cool, and uh, yeah, it's it's a gift that keeps on giving. Indeed. John? Well, when they came out, they kind of came out at a time when you really had to use a lot of your own imagination to kind of fuel a lot of these stories. The cartoons gave you a nice little basis, and so that's, I'm sure, what made the biggest impression on me growing up, which is one reason why I really like them. And also just the, the expansive lore that comes, that came out of all of that, the TV show and then the movies. And then you see now, like with Beast Wars really is when it kind of hit me that other people really loved this thing that I really loved. And, and now they're making, you know, cartoons and they're making more toys that, that show that. And that has really just kind of carried on. So all the toys that are coming out now that have that Transformers line on it. It may be from a different series. It may be from, you know, something that someone's just kind of reimagined, but you can all, t- but you can tell just by looking at it that they have, they share that same love that, that, that I have for the whole thing. And they've just kind of poured mm-hmm. that into it. And ev- even the movies, there's somebody on that crew who, who gets it. Somebody who said, no, Bumblebee may turn into a Camaro, but he's got to be parked next to this beat up Volkswagen and yeah. <laughs> it's very true well excellent i can't think of anything else there is left to say about transformers uh so i think we should probably go off to let you transform into not podcasting but before we do that where can you be found wandering the internet uh john <laughs> well once again you can check me out on the swarmcast podcast at swarmcastpodcast.com or look from anybody named cobalt dude that is probably me wherever that might be out on the internet land and flip and you can find me on flip flory super saturday board game serial which is a podcast about the fun in board gaming uh you can find me at boardgameserial.com also we have a bgg guild uh facebook group and on the twitters at ffssbg serial um yeah that's uh where you can find me and you can find me walking down the street sometimes sometimes grocery shopping and uh at the dentist every so often. Board game cereal is my favorite flavor of cereal. <laughs> I'm Donald, and as you can find me staggering blindly through the internet as Walsfio. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. You can find out more about the show and the people who created it by heading over to inversegenius.com, where you can also find our other amazing podcasts, including on board games, on RPGs, the Games and Schools and Libraries podcast, on Minis Games, and the Room Escape Divas. I'm Donald Dennis, and I've been here with... Flip Flory. <laughs> and? Sorry, I got thrown off by that. John Manus. <laughs> we should have made up transform. We should have made up Transformer names for ourselves. Oh, mine is um, oh, Nexus I've been here with... Nexus-cron? No, it's Nexus-cron. That was my uh, fanfic character that I made up years ago. Which I can go into that. No, anyway. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a great after-show discussion. Yeah, really. Flip Flory. Nex- or Flip Nexus-cron Flory. And? And 
Anonymous Prime. Not to be confused with the other Anonymous Prime that's out there. Okay. All right then. Stop, okay. Maybe please. maybe maybe we shouldn't have done that. But for the love of Cybertron, just push stop. Okay, I'm pushing stop. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 license. Thank you.